right, thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this man back. It's Pastor Max Lucado. Of course, he's from Oak Hills Church. Get MaxLucado.com. He's got millions of followers around the world, and it's always an honor and a pleasure to see you. Pastor, how are you? It's, I'm doing great. It's it's always exciting to see you. It's a joy. I look forward to it every year. Well, I appreciate that. You've got a brand new book out, God Never Gives Up on You, what Jacob's story teaches us about grace, mercy, and God's relentless love. I can't wait to get into it. I haven't seen the book yet, and I want to get into that full throat in a second, but I, I want to start with something off the beaten path, if you don't mind. Um, we've got a society that we're facing that has been pushing the exact opposite of what you and I believe. They've been pushing that it's okay to not have a family unit. It's okay to to dress like the opposite gender. And if somebody says you can't, you got to yell at them and shout them down. It's okay to have pornographic books in public schools that we all pay for. And if you try to make your argument, you're, you're the bad guy somehow. It's almost like we're an upside down world. Do you feel the same thing uh, going on? And if so, how do we deal with that as parents, as community members, as people who believe in a faith? We're suffering from the consequences of a secular society. When you extract the teaching of God from a culture, the natural consequence is we begin to think that we are gods. And so we can do what we want to do. And deity becomes our personal desire. So we're really reaping the consequences of our own behavior. Uh, we're seeing some good signs, though, Joe. It, while, it, while there is a lot of discouragement, uh, we're actually seeing some indications of revival on certain campuses. We saw in the news the Asbury revival earlier this year. That's one yeah, of that was great. around. And I'm reading reports of uh, even though people are saying church attendance is down, and more specific studies are saying church attendance is up. It all depends on kind of who you talk to. But I think the better studies are saying that people have, are starting to reach their fill. They're starting to reach their fill. Anxiety level is at an all-time high. Suicides are worse than they've been since World War II. It's tragic. And people are saying what we're doing is not working. And so I think we're going to begin to see some sunlight at the end of this tunnel. I hope so, and, and I, I love that you're so positive about it. I hope that that's the case. I want to go back to something you said a second ago, though. And it's, again, it's uh, Pastor Max Locato, maxlocato.com. Go there, get all of his books, go and check out his preaching because he's amazing. You said that we're finding God in ourselves or becoming self-deities. We think that we are God somehow. Uh, I see it a little bit differently, and I wonder if you if you can see this point as well. I think the government wants us to think it's God. And mm. if we if we don't get on our knees on Sundays or go to temple on Saturday or go to a mosque or whatever, if we don't go in and 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 reach to a higher power, a moral guide, uh, then they become the moral guide. Then we go to government for everything, our food, our clothing, our shelter. We go to them for our higher power, for our moral right and wrong. I get the feeling that the, those who have power in central government, wherever it happens to be, are the ones that want to convince us that they're God. Do you see that? Oh, I agree 100%. I agree. There, there is a, there is a uh, ironically, those who would say they're standing up for the marginalized are the ones who are uh, taking free choice away from people and imposing their values on the rest of us. Uh, and and it's a, it, that in and of itself is a dis, uh, disconcerting development. Uh, you know, there's a there's a part of, of Bible study uh, called called end times prophecy, and it says that towards the end there is going to be a gravitation toward a one world government, where one 
person or one core of people are really running the whole world. And I used to think that that could never happen. Surely not. But you are seeing everything from uh, e even the new iPhone. It, it is they're, they're changing the way that that it that it's charged, right? It's plugged right. in. They came from the European Union. And I thought, who are they to tell me how I charge my phone? And yeah. so we're, we're getting these top down directives from people who are saying they don't do it. But indeed, they are. Yeah. And that's the thing. You've got centralized government worldwide where you shouldn't have borders anymore and nobody should prosper because of their own hard work and meritocracy doesn't matter. Don't worry, we'll take care of you under the same umbrella. They're also talking about depopulating the earth. They're talking about controlling our own decisions and our uh, taking away our rights because it's for the better good. So how do we fight back against that through the, the eyes of religion, through the eyes of Jesus or, or God or, again, whatever higher power those watching and listening might follow? How, how do we fight back against that? without being punished for it. It seems as though, and Pastor, you've seen this, people who are against abortion are being punished. Parents who want to go to school board meetings and say, boys shouldn't go to the bathroom with girls are being punished by the government. How do we fight back through our religious beliefs and through our strong faith? I think, first of all, through personal prayer, mm -hmm. that we resolve in our own lives that we're not going to submit our decisions uh, to a human power, but we're going to daily try to submit our decisions uh, to a godly power. And then we secondly try to lead a life that so models kindness and goodness and decency while holding to our convictions uh, that there's something contagious about that. Um, we, we, we do care for the poor. We do care for the needy. We don't expect the government to do it, but we take it upon ourselves, each and every one of us, to find the right way to help people according to our ability and our uh, wherewithal to do good things. So I think, first of all, we commit our own lives to, to seeking God, loving God, and then we love our own neighbor. And I believe the sovereign God of the universe can help work out the details that remain. I agree with you. It's, uh, he's the pastor of Oak Hills Church, Max Locato, great author. The new book is called God Never Gives Up on You, a Jacob story teaches us about grace, mercy, and God's relentless love. What is Jacob's story, Pastor? Fill us in on that. He's a scoundrel. He was a scoundrel, even though he was the grandson of Abraham, with the most famous Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the most famous family in all of history, yet Jacob was a scoundrel. So the hero of Jacob's story is God, because he kept appearing to Jacob, kept using Jacob. He had made a promise that through Abraham, God would bless all the nations of the world. And we have seen that. And even though Jacob cheated on his, cheated his brother, lied to his father, ran away, was a fugitive for 20 years, married the wrong person, was a terrible dad. <laughs> he right. did all of these crazy things that make him the last person you would ever imagine would carry the name Israel. God changed his name to Israel. And I think he's the best picture in the Old Testament of the great message of grace. That is to say, God treats us according to his love for us, even when we have little love for him. Is it also a story, because as I hear you tell it, is it also a story of you don't throw anybody away? There's always redemption? Absolutely. Yes, don't give up on anybody. As long as a person has a pulse, there's possibility. Don't give up on anybody. And God didn't give up on Jacob. And the final image of Jacob is recorded. That's actually a New Testament verse, uh, has him in his final moments, uh, standing and leaning on his staff, 
because he limped for most of his life because he tried to wrestle with God and he's worshiping. So he died well. He finished well. He didn't always live well. Right. But God didn't give up get it and give up on him. He didn't give up on me either and, and, and on you, on anyone. That's the great God we serve. MaxLocato.com. It's Pastor Max Lakato, Oak Hills Church. Get this new book called God Never Gives Up on You. Yeah, talking about Israel, there's always so much confusion when it comes to Israel. We just made some dumb deal, and I won't ask you to get into the into the politics of it, but the deal that we made was giving access to six billion dollars to Iran. Iran historically wants to get rid of Israel. So many bad actors in the Middle East don't think Israel should have the right to exist. You know, I, I talked to my grandfather about this once before he passed. He lived to be 93 years old. He was a very, very religious man from Italy. And I said, Grandpa, why, why are we so concerned about Israel? He said, because that's the promised land. I said, I thought heaven was the promised land. He said, nope, Israel is the promised land, and it always has been. It always will be, and it must exist. It seems simplistic to say it like I just said it, but that's really the truth, is it not? Is that not why we care so much about Israel? We are in the middle of that fight, and we have been forever, because that historically, we know that to be the biblical promised land. You're exactly right. I don't always understand it, but God never consults me anyway. He gave a promise (laughs) to Abraham, and that promise is a promise of seed and soil. Seed through the seed of Abraham the world would be blessed. And oh my goodness, has the world not been blessed from the teachings of Moses, the teachings of David, the, the leadership of Esther, and then most of all for Christians through our Savior, Jesus Christ. But also part and parcel of that promise is soil. And it's not just the geographical Israel that we see, but it extends further out into the boundaries uh, that, that, that we have yet to see. I believe that promise will be realized I believe it's a part of the future, part of the end times. And so I do think that uh, the promise that God gave Abraham is whoever blesses Israel, I will bless. And so I want to be one of those that blesses Israel, encourages. uh, They're not perfect people, but for some reason, God has them a part of his plan. And uh, I think that plan is going to include that promise. I think most people, Pastor, don't realize that Israel literally guards the holiest places for Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Absolutely. It's all there in that same place. And, and and I would imagine if more people knew that, they might historically be more sympathetic to Israel. Why don't we let that out more than we do? There are Arabs there. There are people who are Muslim and Christian and Jews that live in Israel. They coexist. And the holiest places on the planet for those religions exist there. Why don't we talk about the goodness of Israel more? We keep hearing about this dumb fight about the historic Philistines, who I guess are now Palestinians, who really are Egyptians and Jordanians. All we hear about is that fight and somehow Israel stole their land. That historically was Israel. So why isn't the goodness talked about more? What's the story? You know, that is a great question. Hmm. I've made about a dozen trips to Israel. I find the people to be wonderful. I really do. They're fascinating people. One-nineteenth the size of California. And then look at influence look at the influence they have on the world uh and and the ability the the ability that they have developed even though they were not even in existence as a nation until 1948 and yet they're able to protect themselves so surrounded by enemies joe can i i need to ponder your question i think that's a good one why do we applaud 
this powerful, small but powerful nation. Why don't, yeah, because it seems like all we ever do is is talk about the controversy or the bad yes. news. But I, I just need to chew on that. It, it, well, it, I appreciate that. I think, I think God has blessed it. God has blessed the country. Yes. But uh, practically speaking, I don't know why. Why the anti-Semitism? It, there's, I don't know. there's never been a, a people more hated than the Jewish people throughout history. And the hate is really, really deep. It's not like superficial hate. This is this is generational, and I don't know why. Um, do you ever see a, a resolution to the conflict where people can coexist and stop this fight? I think that what is going to happen next is going to be, uh, from the biblical perspective, if okay. you forgive me for getting a little too spooky here, but I do believe that there's a thing called the rapture. I think the church will be raptured. It will be called up out of the world. And what's going to be left is Israel. And Israel will be then the people of God that they were intended to be and called to be. And there's going to be a great revival among the Jewish people during a very turbulent seven-year period of time. Right. And then I think that Jesus is going to return. We'll return with him. And that very nation, that very geographical spot of Israel is going to be the headquarters uh, for a millennial kingdom. So, yes, I think that there will be peace, but I don't think it's going to be because we negotiated or bartered it. I think it's going to be because God gets it. I think that you're right on. It is uh, Pastor Max Lucado. Go to maxlucado.com. Get this book. It's called God Never Gives Up on You. Uh, one, one last question about the times that we're in right now, if you don't mind, Pastor. I always appreciate the time. We've got to do it more often. We're hearing about another strain of COVID. We're hearing about another shot that we should all get. We're hearing about masks might be coming back. And people, as you said, we're already facing an epidemic of suicide. We're facing anxiety like we haven't faced in a very long time. And people now are extremely skeptical of government knowing that a lot of what they had us do over the past three, four years was bogus. What advice would you have for people just to keep their heads up and their perspectives in the positive? It's it's hard to do when you're being inundated every day with all this uh, crazy news. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who to trust? Who to trust? Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 one of the most severe outcomes of of COVID, where we are by nature community people, we need to be shoulder to shoulder rooting for our basketball team. We need to be around a bridge table playing cards. We need to be in a church or a mosque or a synagogue worshiping with other humans. And to be told we cannot gather. Initially, I didn't have a reaction to that, Joe. No. I thought, okay, they're doing what's best for us. But when it didn't seem like it was necessary and they continued to tell churches they couldn't keep their doors open or they told stores they had to stay closed, I, I found myself increasingly joining the the, the ranks of the, of the concerned. And so right. I, don't, I pray we don't go there again. We paid a severe price for that. And I do believe that that isolation especially impacted the elderly and the infirmed. They couldn't be with the people they loved when they needed them the most. And so there was an emotional price we paid that, um, it just doesn't settle well with me. Well, I hope that it doesn't happen again. I think that there's going to be a really strong pushback by people like me. And it sounds like by you as well to, to not, not gather, to not, not worship. It, It doesn't make sense other than looking at the government who said, wait a second, we pulled this off, and then we were the all, the all powerful, the all, the all knowing. They had to turn to us for everything. I mean, Pastor, to tell somebody they're essential or they're not essential—that's just that—that's beyond the pale for me. I was told I was essential because I'm a broadcaster. Somebody who was doing a very important job for his or her family was told they were non-essential. That's that's kind of sick, isn't it? 
It, it really is. And of course, you, they, you wouldn't be surprised to hear me say this, but I think church is essential. I mean, why Absolutely. did I give my heart to the, to the church? And so, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's concerning. I'm with you. I hope we don't go there again. Yeah. I pray we don't. I pray. I think if we are sense that we're being, there will be a stronger backlash this time than there even was last time. We agree. The book is called God Never Gives Up on You, what Jacob's story teaches us about grace, mercy, and God's relentless love. It's Pastor Max Lucado, Pastor Oak Hills Church. Go to maxlucado.com right now. Pastor, thanks a million. Let's do it again soon. All the best to you, my friend. Have a great week. Right back at you. Thank you so much. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. to have you really appreciate having um pastor max Lakato on we'll have that entire interview up on rumble tonight make sure you stop by rumble.com slash joe pags got to remind you about super beats a great supporter and sponsor of this program a great supporter of your blood pressure healthy blood pressure um if you want to make sure you're getting enough nitric oxide produced in your body this helps support that as well nitric oxide is known as the miracle molecule that supports healthy blood pressure healthy circulation, healthy blood flow. In fact, paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeets are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. That's a big deal. Clinically studied. Over 30,000 five-star reviews as well and counting. You know that they're getting it done. They're getting it done right. And what I really like about this is Superbeets heart shoes don't taste like some sort of a supplement. It doesn't taste like medicine. It tastes like a candy. It tastes like you're, you're like taking a break. And they're actually helping your health. Effective and clinically studied, I want you to try Super Beats Heart Shoes. In fact, support your heart health with Super Beats Heart Shoes by getting a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to joelovesbeats.com right now. Get this exclusive offer right now, joelovesbeats.com. Make it happen. All right, that's going to be it for now. A quick programming note. It looks like next Monday we'll have former President Trump on the program. Keep that in mind. Write that on your schedule. We're back tomorrow night. For Polo, for Sam, birthday girl, happy birthday. And for Carrie, I'm Joe Pags. See you tomorrow. Bye. This is The Joe Pags Show.